0: Hello ghouls and welcome to Brave the Basement. I'm your host, the ghoul that rules, and with us is our co-host, Blackjack. Hey Blackjack, how's it going? I'm doing pretty good. So if you enjoy getting a little scared, haunted houses, ghost stories, then this is the show for you. So today we have Snowman with us, and Snowman has had some experiences he'd like to talk about. So we was talking briefly before we started recording, and he said that this took place in what, Donaldson, Indiana, is that right? That is correct. Okay, so in Donaldson, Indiana, you said that there is an abandoned building. So why don't you tell us about the abandoned building and experiences that you had?
1: Anyway, it's off an old county road in Donaldson, and you go ahead and you make a right turn into this single lane of asphalt that has trees on either side of the road. It kind of makes a tunnel with the branches and everything. It's about a quarter mile, half a mile long, so it's just creepy to begin with. And the asphalt's really rough, so you got to drive really slow. It doesn't really help the scenario moving that slow in an area that creepy with you know a 200-year-old house at the beginning of this driveway It so, also looks creepy. What time of year was this? Was it what, what season would it have been? Oh, this would be probably at the strength
0: of full autumn. Okay, so you're just starting in the fall. It's, it's already going. Leaves are already
1: falling. Okay. Yeah, leaves are just beginning to fall. You've got that nice golden, orange, and yellows and reds all in your trees just to really give it that nice little pop. Okay, so you guys, uh, how, many, how many was in a the car? There was three of us all together.
0: All right, so you guys are pulling up to this building. You already got a kind of creepy vibe going there.
1: What was the reason that you went to the building? Well, we had, we had heard about it on uh, a Facebook post that this place is creepy, but at the same time it looked really cool. We're, we weren't really into the whole Supernatural gig to begin with we just really thought that it'd be cool to explore this abandoned architecture
0: so there was no backstory really that you guys knew any history just you, you read something on facebook someone said hey this place is pretty cool and creepy
1: come check it out the only thing we knew about it was that it was a uh, it was a catholic seminary at one point in time back in the 70s that was the only thing that we really knew about it and that it was no longer in service so you guys pull up you're there you're checking it
0: out because you heard about it on facebook and so what happens once you go inside the building
1: uh not a lot happened we get up to it and uh there's this big broad brick structure right in front of you i mean it's a pretty massive building you walk right in the first thing that you see are like some tiles on the floor and there's about eh, 10 or 15 steps that you got to walk up you walk up those 10 15 steps and you've just got hallways on either side of you you got one going straight one going left one going right 15 foot ceilings it's a big place
0: so you guys are just kind of rummaging around looking for things. Did you hear anything scary? Did you see anything? Did anyone experience anything while you were there? While we were
1: there, yes, but not not initially. When we just showed up, we were just kind of messing around. There was rocks, pieces of chalk, some other stuff that you'd find in a high school from the 70s. Just a lot of rubble. Everything was left in.
0: Did you guys bring any Ouija boards or anything
1: like that? No, the only thing we brought was just some flashlights, some water, some pop. Nothing out of the ordinary. Okay, so after you guys
0: are uh, just kind of walking around this place and checking it out,
1: what brought you here today? Well, um, not just me, but my my friends as well experienced some spooky-ish activity that went on there.
0: So when you say spookyish activity, did you guys see anything? Did you hear anything? Tell us what
1: happened. Okay, so we were on the second floor, and now mind you that this building is in the shape of a T, a really big T. The part running uh, horizontal was all of your classrooms and your bathrooms, locker rooms, stuff like that. Now on the forward part of the T was a worship area, like a big church room. So it has you know the pretty hand uh the hand carved wood it's got a big uh organ it's got a big statue of jesus or not not necessarily a statue but like a cross it's got what you'd typically see in a catholic church um we were on the left side of the initial t so we're in the classroom areas in a classroom just playing around looking at stuff looking out the windows checking out the other structures that are around the building itself because there was more than just the uh the school that's there and uh (laughs) <laughs> there happens to be a spider coming down from the left side just to add to this. So
0: not only is this show called Brave the Basement, but it is literally recorded inside the basement. So what what so you guys were were on that side of the building? Yes. Okay. So what did you what did you experience with the paranormal?
1: Okay, so at first we were as I said, we were rummaging around through just garbage there wasn't really anything of notable value there and uh, we heard some weird noises that come from the complete other side of the building but since the ceilings are so tall and the hallways are so wide the place has a really nice echo so you know it it makes it spooky we were hearing some stuff moving around we're thinking ah, it's a a raccoon a squirrel what have you in nature and uh, then my buddy said he wasn't feeling too good so what do you mean he wasn't feeling too good just Feeling like uh, physically
0: not feeling good or, or creepy. No, nah, no, nah, I'm, I'm, hey, I'm just, I got a really bad feeling about this place. Like feeling tension, like how we uh, talked about in another episode. We talked about that tension you had back in the house. Right. So is that the kind of
1: feeling that he was having? Y- yeah, yeah. He was having about that feeling. He was a little nauseous, but at the same time, he just, he felt cold. He didn't really know, he didn't feel safe anymore, is what he was after. Okay, so
0: you have a friend that has a strange feeling, not feeling good, a little nauseous, said cold, not feeling safe.
1: Okay, so then what happens? So he was over at the window just trying to calm down, get some fresh air, and I went over to accompany him and ask him if he felt all right and asked him if he just wanted to leave, like we can leave at any time if he's not feeling good. And uh, right then and there he looks up towards the forward part of the T that I was talking about, and there's a window in the top story. And there is this little girl standing there. A little
0: girl. Yes. Okay, so when you say little girl, what age would you assume that she would be?
1: Uh anywhere between the ages of seven and nine, maybe even maybe even eleven, somewhere in that age range. Did you get a good look at what type of clothes that she was wearing? Yeah, it was it was a white tattered dress, like a little sundress that you know would be appropriate for a seven to eleven year old girl to wear, but it had rips and tears in it, and it was all white.
0: Okay, so what happens after your friend sees this little girl?
1: So he points up at her, and I hadn't noticed her at this point. He points up eventually after he would just had this ghostly look in his face. I look up and make eye contact with this person. And said person looks back at me, and as I'm looking at my buddy saying, okay, we need to really get out of here before we end up getting hurt, we get in trouble, or we encounter whatever she has on her mind.
0: So you guys didn't try to make contact with this little girl? No, we
1: tried to avoid her at all costs.
0: Okay, so what about the little girl It was so scary? Because for me, if I seen a little girl inside of a banding building, I'm thinking, oh, we got a lost little girl here and I need to help her. So what was so different about this little girl?
1: Well, this little girl seemed rather calm for being alone to begin with. She, I, She did not look to be in any, like, scared state. She looked as if this was home, this is comfortable. Um, but what's, what set her off was the fact that she's on the top floor of this Catholic worship area staring down at us, and right as I motion at my buddy, like, hey, let's get out of here. She books it. She just takes off sprinting, and you can hear the footsteps throughout the entire building. They don't sound like a little girl running either. They sound something of hefty weight. It doesn't sound like 70 pounds scooting across the floor. It sounds like a full-grown man and just full sprinting across this entire area. So after she
0: takes off, um, did you guys think that she was leaving? Did you think she was
1: coming at you? Uh, What was your thought during this? Our initial thought was just get out of there as fast as we could. At that point, we had decided that we're in a situation we no longer want to be in. We don't really mess with too much of anything supernatural. We attempt to avoid it at all costs. And uh, we took off running down the hallway to all head back for the car. And we find we make it down the staircase. We we hear laughing. We hear something running, and it's not us because not one of us was laughing. We were trying to get out of Dodge. So we run out the front door. We get out to the car, which happened to be you know a newer model Monte Carlo, which is only two doors, and there's three people. So. I'm jumbling for my keys. Everybody's darting into the car. The car's locked. I drop the keys on the ground. You know, just what you'd imagine anybody would do when they're kind of panicking, trying to get out of somewhere in a hurry. And I finally get the door unlocked. I move my seat forward. Buddy gets in the back seat. I slam my seat back, get in the car, go to turn the key. Car doesn't crank, won't do nothing.
0: Great. Car doesn't crank, wouldn't do anything. This reminds me... Uh, Of episode we did a few weeks back, uh, Moody's Light, where I actually slept in a cornfield because our car wouldn't start. Oh, man. Okay, so your car won't start. You guys are just kind of stranded at this moment. What do you decide to do? What's your next step?
1: Okay, so my initial thought was, okay, if we're in the car, we've at least got armor around us. You know, if somebody was to attempt to strike us, they'd have to manage to get through a window because at this point, we're not thinking Supernatural. We're thinking that, you know, there's maybe a squatter or somebody nearby who probably wants to harm us for being around their home. Because this is, you know, it'd be home to them. And so we had sat there. I had attempted to start the car many times, and it, it wanted nothing to do with it. It acted almost like the battery was dead.
0: Okay, so now the car won't start. You guys are sitting inside the car.
1: You've tried several times to start it. Then what happens? Well, we decided that we don't want to be snuck up on. It's it, Now, mind you, it's starting to get dark at this point. You've got the sky turning that nice dark blue, that dusk, that dusk look. And uh, we all got out of the car and just kind of sat up against it. Like, maybe if they see us not trying to run away, they're going to think that we're not hostile, that we don't want to be here. We just want to leave. We want to leave peacefully, but are unable to. And so we had sat outside for... 10 15 20 minutes just trying to think of what to do no cell service couldn't call somebody if i needed a tow i was you know out of luck so we just sat there for a little bit and eventually decided to go back in we wanted more so while outside you didn't
0: you didn't experience anything or see anything other than the car not starting and you guys not knowing what to do no okay so
1: We, we decided to go back
0: so you decided to go back inside the place Yeah, we're not very bright. Okay. So what happens once you go back inside this abandoned building?
1: Oh, the attitude, the atmosphere was 110% different. At first, we walked in thinking that, you know, we're the biggest, baddest guys walking around to this abandoned area that nothing can touch us. We're invincible. The attitude was nowhere near of that going in the second time. So you were a little more humble the next time walking in this building. Much more humble, much more alert. Everybody's on their toes just waiting for somebody to jump out of a corner, to jump out of a room, a closet, a bathroom, what have you, to just jump out and scare us. So we stuck together. We kept it pretty tight and decided that we were going to go search areas that we hadn't seen yet. Okay, so while searching other areas, did anything else happen? Oh, most definitely. This was, it was an action-packed. There's been a few times we wanted to run but had nowhere to go. So tell the listeners
0: when, so... You said you went to another area of the building. And so what happened when you started exploring more? What did you guys see? What were the
1: experiences that you had? Well, we wanted, we wanted to go in to the forward part of the T that I was talking about, the worship area of this Catholic setup, because that's where we had seen this little girl. There was many thoughts and discussions going amongst us. You know, hey, what if that is, like you were saying earlier, a lost little girl who is missing and this is where she belongs? Or this isn't where she belongs. Um, so we go into this worship area, and the ceiling's, of course, extraordinarily tall. I mean, it's three stories tall with nothing between you and the ceiling. You walk in, you've got benches on either side, you've got the big worship area. There's a big, somebody spray painted a big American flag on over top of the cross. Um, and there was a catwalk that ran across the building in kind of like a big U-shape. So the catwalk was on every part of every wall except for the worship wall, the most west part of the building. And as we're going through there, there's some laughing, there's stuff falling down, you can hear things being shuffled around, footsteps. And there wasn't just one set of footsteps. There was a light set and a heavy set. And they weren't together either.
0: So when you say they weren't together, you mean coming from the same area?
1: Right they weren't coming from the same area of the building. You could tell that one was on the north side of the north wing, you could tell one was on the south wing, but there there seemed to be two different sets of footsteps across that building.
0: So what did you guys do during during all this? Did you just keep exploring or did you guys s- start planning an escape out of there? What 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 was your what was your thought process? Well, we
1: our thought process was it wasn't very good to be honest with you. We were just so shooken up and scared that we were just trying to map this building out, but at the same time wasn't going to let somebody stop us from doing it because we had really wanted to venture into this area. So, we decided to go back into the student area, to where the the classrooms and the hallways were. And we go up the staircase. The staircase isn't bad. It's not it's not all that creepy. You got some windows, you've got graffiti on the wall, you know. You've just got trash laying everywhere. We go up to the third story because that's the highest. There's got to be something up there. And uh, we're just searching classrooms. And classroom after classroom, everything just started looking the same. It's like, okay, this is actually kind of getting boring. Everything started to calm down. And then it was was all calmed down until we found a ladder in a bathroom. This ladder was bolted into the wall. So it's not like you could move it. We found out it was roof access. Well, yeah, we want to climb that. So we all pile in this little closet and start climbing this ladder that's barely big enough for me to get through. If somebody was exceptionally heavyweight, they would not fit through this little hole at all. It must have been like a some sort of a service door for whoever works on the roof of this place. Well, we get up to the top and... When you get up onto the roof of this place, you've just got a hole in the ground. And it's almost like a gravel, like this little pea gravel on top of the building. I'm not sure what kind of construction that is. But you're looking around, and you see the old gymnasium. You see the old dorm area to where they used to house their students. You see things out in the backyard near what used to be a pasture, I think it was. You just start seeing all this other stuff. But right then and there, we heard something thump the car. So
0: you heard something. You guys were on the roof and from where you were on the roof you heard something hit the
1: car yep it made that sound of uh kind of like a boot almost as if somebody kicked it can you see the car or uh yeah we went over to go check the car from the roof we so we ran across the rooftop but we actually did it in a slower manner just so we didn't fall through this roof if there was a weak spot we look at the we looked down at the car we didn't see any damage but at this time the car is also becoming less and less visible due to a fog coming in and the sun going down. So now you got it getting dark, fog rolling in, you're in a creepy place,
0: you're hearing things all around you, and you can't explain any of it. So this is a perfect setting for just all-around creepiness.
1: Oh, yeah, it was exceptionally creepy. And then um, my one buddy, he actually did have cell service. Why we didn't call to get out of there at this point in time is beyond me we should have just left but he had found out from google searching and i'm not sure what website he got it from but it found out there there's a tunnel system that runs underneath there is this. a tunnel system
0: there is a there. tunnel system i was going to
1: talk about that in a little bit but yeah go ahead but uh yeah, they, we didn't we didn't dare for that that was too much so there is an area out back to the west of this building and we uh there's kind of like a door that just comes out of the ground you open up the door you walk in and it's just 45 degrees angle or 45 degree angle straight down you're going down a staircase into the tunnels and the tunnels themselves are just no no wasn't a chance buddy goes should we Uh, nope nope not me
0: (laughs) so how did you guys
1: get out of get out of there how'd you leave well after we were going around the building everything's got heavy uh vegetation around it trees shrubs what have you pines and um we're moving trying to get back to the front of the building and we can hear something moving around in the grass again we're thinking it's an animal we're thinking it's there's really nothing out here it's all in our heads we're trying to get that into our head now that things have been calm we get to the car close the door everybody's in the car and i'm like all right whatever we'll sit in here i turn a key the car starts the car starts up just fine i'm like oh i'm not sure what was going on with the car But at this point in time, I'm getting ready to put it in gear. I said, all right, boys, let's get out of here. So I know you're a mechanic. Yeah.
0: Okay. So you explain to me what would cause a car to not start one second and start the next. Because this happened to me as well. During a paranormal experience. Is there anything that would usually cause that?
1: The only thing I can think of is like if there was a loose ground wire to the battery, or no communication between the starter and the car. Start one second, but not start another second. It's really hard telling what it could have been at that point in time. Um, but Okay, here, here's the next. What, did
0: you have any other problems with this car down the road? No, no. So this was the only time that this car done this? The the one and only time this car had ever acted up on me. So to go back to these tunnels... Uh, This whole area that he's talking about has a college, it has a nursing home, it has multiple farms, it's got a big cathedral in it. It's like its own little community, Um, and it's a very eerie place, and these tunnels connect throughout this whole property. And I've heard a lot of stories that a lot of strange things happen in these tunnels, uh, lights turning on and off people seeing people that aren't alive anymore or they'll see a, uh, a nun walk by that no one recognizes only to later find that same nun in the pictures uh, that they have archived inside this place. This place is super creepy. Well snowman we would like to thank you for coming on the show today and sharing your story. In order to continue growing the show, we are starting a flyer campaign. If you'd like to help hang flyers in your local community, send us an email at basement at gmail.com, and we will email you a flyer. If you'd like to become a Brave the Basement ghoul, be sure to share this show on social media. Go to com and sign up for our newsletter to get all the latest news and updates when each episode has been posted. If you have a ghost story you would like to share with us, you could reach us at basement at gmail.com. Your story can make it on the show and be featured on the website. If you have an eerie ghost photo you would like to share, please email us and include a description, and your photo could be added to our photo gallery. And that brings us to the end. We hope that we brought you just a little fright. And remember, when you were up late at night, and you hear something in the other room that just doesn't seem right, it's okay if you need to turn on a light to protect yourself from things that go bump in the night. I'm your host, Ghoul That Rules, and I hope you join us again. Until next time.